The scripture today is Proverbs uh, 3, 21 to 26. My child, do not let these escape from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and prudence, and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you sit down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden panic or of the storm that strikes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Hey everyone, how are you? It is so good to be here. Maybe it's the extra cup of coffee I had this morning, but I'm feeling really good. (laughs) Not serene, though. Uh, So my name is Brittany. I'm the pastor here. And um, today we begin a new sermon series called Serenity. Several weeks ago, uh, Monica and I and Ruby went to uh, pick blueberries in Michigan. And uh, we, we basically, we, we chose to do this on our Sabbath day. It was like the most picturesque, beautiful day planned. Um, I looked up some farms in Michigan, put the address in my phone, and we were off. Uh, we had to stop. Monica works as a, uh, as a children's minister, but also she is a chaplain at Lurie Children's Hospital, and she had worked the overnight shift. So Ruby and I drove down and picked her up, and we navigated uh, by the Yelp app to a breakfast spot somewhere in Indiana, and then uh, by my phone, I keep mentioning my phone, you'll see why, Uh, we picked blueberries and took all sorts of wonderful pictures of blueberry picking on my phone, Um, and then we used my phone to navigate to another farm um, to pick peaches, which was awesome, and by this time, the battery on my phone was about empty. And because Monica had worked overnight, she had no power on her phone, too. And what I noticed is that as my uh, battery power decreased throughout the day, my anxiety level increased. Anybody ever felt that? Do you get really nervous about your battery level of your phone? If mine gets below 50%, I start sweating. (laughs) I became more irritable. I became more frantic. Um, And the funny thing is... We were in Michigan, so it's not like, first of all, we could have gone to any convenience store and bought a car charger um, or, you know, anywhere. Um, And if by some fluke every store we stopped by um, was out of power cords or the store was closed, we were in Michigan. All we had to do was drive west and we would run into the highway that would lead us back to Chicago, right? But my anxiety... It was kind of ridiculous, actually. Um, Have you ever felt that sort of, I'm going to call that situation irrational sense of anxiety? This um, sort of um, feeling of uncertainty or chaos, of of feeling like things are unmanageable. Uh, Perhaps it's a tightening in your chest or a sweating of your palms. Perhaps it's an increase of irritability with your loved ones. Perhaps it is just this like, overwhelming uncertainty about the future and all that it holds. But we've all been there, haven't we? Like, we all have experienced that sense of anxiety. So today we start this sermon series called Serenity. 
And with this series, we're going to be, can you throw up that prayer now? We're going to be examining um, the serenity prayer. Many of you know that. Let's say it together. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Each week, um, I segmented this into the four lines. Actually, Sam did. I shouldn't, I shouldn't claim a truth that's not mine. Um, and um, each week, we're going to be looking at a line of this prayer. Uh, we're going to also fold in uh, Proverbs. We're going to be doing all of our scripture readings from the book of Proverbs. Um, and this prayer, we're not certain, but it, pretty sure that it was authored by Reinhold Niebuhr. Um, in the midst of World War II, he was struggling with the realities of the world around him, of conflict and war, um, of pain, and trying to make sense out of it. He, he had been studying theology, and so trying to connect this like, sort of learned theology that he had known with like, the lived reality of his life and, and those around him. So it is, it is not a prayer that's divorced from like, on-the-ground reality. It's not a prayer that's divorced from anxiety or something that we can just say lightly, oh yeah, God, grant me the serenity. It is, it is birthed out of that true conflict of knowing God and understanding God and being in the midst of really anxious times. So we're going to be diving in week by week um, to this prayer. And I think, uh, I think it is out of this prayer that, that we can see this, this idea of hope, Right? This idea of, of hope in, in saying, God, grant me serenity. There's, there's hope in that statement. I think this is one of the reasons why this prayer has been so popular in AA and other recovery rooms, because there is this understanding that it is bigger, that something bigger than us is at work, giving us wisdom and strength and a foundation. Um, I'm going to get back to this prayer in a minute, but I want to say I uh, was doing research this week on BuzzFeed. And um, really, I was. And I typed in the words anxiety. And the list of, I mean, you should try it, the list of uh, things. Does everybody know what BuzzFeed is, by the way? Okay. Okay. Really? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to explain something. Uh, BuzzFeed is a website that, like, shows funny things and lists of things um, that show you how to interact and engage. Um, They're sometimes funny, sometimes serious. And so here are some of the articles that I found. Um, 17 super helpful dating tips for anyone dealing with anxiety. 21 truths anyone who's a socially anxious extrovert will understand. Uh, A list about what it's like to uh, living with everyday anxiety. Another list, 17 harmful myths about anxiety that you need to stop believing. So just list after list of things to deal with anxiety. It was a little bit actually overwhelming to see all the things about anxiety. And then I decided, you know what, uh, so we're doing this series on serenity. Let me type in serenity into the search and see what comes up. Apparently, there was a TV show about 10 years ago called Firefly. And, and okay, and uh, somebody named Serenity was in it. Every single list had to do with that. I scrolled down over and over and over, and I got, uh, you know, toward the bottom, there was, um, there was one list that was feeling anxious. Here are 10, is it 
called GIFs or GIFs? How am I supposed to say that? Ten GIFs of ocean waves that you could watch. So that was the only thing I saw that was like supposed to help bring about serenity. And what this says to me is that we are really good at diagnosing anxiety. We are really good at talking about anxiety, about claiming that we have anxiety, but we have not yet figured out fully how to deal with it. We don't actually know or can't make meaning out of the anxiety that we have. Um, and I think, for if you'll, if you'll hold this with me for a minute, I think our anxiety is not the thing that it's really about. Anxiety is a symptom of something much larger. So it would be really easy for me to say, well, yes, anxiety, anxiety is a sign of our ages, right? Look at technology, and you, know, you can't ever leave work because you have email on your phone. So even if you step out of the office, so that causes anxiety. And dating apps, you know, uh, you put in a name and you should be able to like, get feedback instantly from somebody. But then when you don't get feedback, that causes anxiety, right? And 24-hour um, news cycles, people all the time, like nothing ever sh shuts down or stops. That causes anxiety. And this is all true, and maybe that's sort of increased anxiety a little bit in our life. But years before iPhones and tablet computers, Theologian Howard Thurman wrote, always I have an underlying anxiety about things. And in these few words, he is getting at the heart of the human experience found in each one of us. And before Thurman wrote these words, years before that in the 5th century, St. Augustine wrote, our hearts are restless, restless read anxiety. Our hearts are restless, Till they find their rest in thee. It is not fun to be anxious, but I think if we can step back from that just a half a step, we can realize that our anxiety is sort of a barometer to measure what's going on in our life, right? That our anxiety, um, it can be a, a way for us to then ask, where are we finding our rest? It can allow us to measure to what are we tethered? Um, it can ask us, it can allow us to ask to what is our foundation? What is our foundation? So I think sometimes we talk about anxiety as the thing, but I think the thing is really, the question is really like, what is our foundation? Where is our strength? Where are we tethered? Our scripture passage today from the book of Proverbs, it's meant to remind us of our foundation. Um, this comes out of, Proverbs is created, it's a book of wisdom. And it was meant to be passed down from generation to generation. It was the um, chicken soup for the soul of the ancient Near Eastern tradition. It was the seven habits of highly effective people for the ancient Near Eastern people. Um, it is this practical collection of sayings that are meant to sort of help you sort of get centered, right? Help you to be reminded of where true wisdom comes from. Um, so this passage talks about wisdom um, and true rest that is from God alone. 
I want to back up and just read a couple of verses before it um, so you can see that it, how it builds um, into what we read today. Just the two verses before it say, The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, God established the heavens. By God's knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. So it is God's wisdom that founded the earth. So you see how they're using that word wisdom? It's God's wisdom that founded the earth. God's knowledge and understanding that created the heavens. And knowledge that the deeps broke down. So these words of wisdom and understanding and knowledge, that is creation, right? So in the next line, when it says, do not let these escape from your sight, keep sound wisdom and prudence. This is telling us to keep sound, keep a foundation in God, the creator of heavens and earth. God, the one whose knowledge the deeps broke open. God, the one whose foundation created the earth. Do you get that? And when you keep sound wisdom and prudence, they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. True serenity comes only when we can rest in God who created the heavens and the earth. God who is indescribable, as the song says. True serenity comes when we can be Settled in that foundation. Or actually, perhaps it's, it's not that anxiety leaves us, but when we are rooted in the foundation of God, it gives us something to be able to hold our, to tether our anxiety to, right? It, it, it allows us to realize that anxiety is not the primary thing in our life, that God is. And then we have the strength to deal So the prayer that we pray today is, God, grant me the serenity. This can be a prayer for you this week if you want, um, a breath prayer, maybe when you're feeling anxious. Breathe in, God, breathe out, grant me the serenity. That might be just a beautiful practice for you this week. This prayer, in many ways, is kind of like a proverb, um, it is sort of sound advice, right? You need to ask God to grant, grant you the serenity to accept the things that you cannot change, the courage to change the things you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so it can be sort of like, this is what you do. Or it can be like, I pray these words to ask for the serenity, right? It's a really short prayer. And so sometimes I think when you're praying this prayer, uh, God can use that. And, and as you're praying it, um, you can feel the serenity, you can experience that, and God can heal you. But also, maybe you need a little more time than um, what might, I don't know, does that take 30 seconds to say? Maybe you need a little more time with God than the four lines. And so each week, in addition to this prayer, which is lovely to pray, I'm going to invite you to do a new spiritual practice. And so today, the spiritual practice that I'm going to invite you to do is about sort of settling into the foundation of God, about um, rooting in and uh, 
accepting with gratitude all that God has given you. So I'm going to introduce one of my favorite prayers, actually, the prayer of examine. Has anybody ever done their prayer of examine before? Um, here's the basics of the prayer, and then we're actually going to spend some time. This is like a workshop. You know, we're, I'm not just going to tell you how to do it. We are going to do it. So the basics of the prayer are that I'm going to give you about a minute, and you will quickly review the last 24 hours that have happened, sort of like a movie passing in your mind. You'll just sort of start with about 24 hours ago and, and pass through, okay? Um, and just think about all the things you do. Review your day. Then, um, after that minute, I'm going to invite you to um, go through the day again, but slower this time, and reflecting on when you sense the nearness of God. Maybe that was serenity that you experienced, and when you experienced the farness of God. Maybe that's anxiety. I'm not saying it has to be that way, but suggesting. Um, so that's kind of the basics of the prayer. And what's really great about this prayer is that you can get in touch with feelings that you may not have realized you were feeling at the time, but it's only looking back that you realize it. So actually, this blueberry story that I was telling you about, it was in my prayer of examine that I was reflecting back on the day and realizing as I was playing it through in my mind the increasing level of anxiety that I was feeling. It was also in the prayer of examine that I could sit in gratitude of my family and the gift that they are and the blueberries that we got and the peaches that we got and to be able to sit in that and fully experience it in ways that sometimes in our everyday life we don't, if we're honest, right? We're just kind of living it and going through it. So the prayer of examine actually allows us to kind of sit and feel and experience that day. So you guys ready? All right. I would um, ask you, I'm not dictating, you don't have to, but like if you want to sort of sit in a comfortable position, feet on the floor, um, in a posture of um, relaxing but sort of openness, if you want to put your hands out, you can. Um, this is an ancient way of, of prayer to open your palms, um, or maybe they're rested on your knees. I first want you to recall that you are in the presence of God. You are sitting in the presence of one who loves you, loves you more deeply than you can even imagine, and who wants only good for you. Hear these words and make them your own. God, I believe at this moment I am in your presence and you are loving me. As you settle in the presence of God, shift your attention to reviewing the last 24 added hours with gratitude. Pray these words quietly, and then I will give you some quiet time to explore the day. God, you know my needs better than I know them. Give me your light and with your help to see how you have been with me these past hours.
now that you've had a quick review of your day, go back and review it again. This time slower, and notice the moments when people affirmed you and challenged you, and ask God to help you see how you responded and whether you were kind to others and open to growth. Now I invite you to think about one feature from your day and to pray from it. Silently say something like this, God, forgive me for when I have done, have not done my best, or I failed to treat others well. Encourage me, guide me, and continue to bless me. So think about one feature from your day and pray from it. As you begin to open your eyes and leave this time of examine, know that God will continue to be with you for the remainder of this day, showing you how to be present and to be the person that you want to be. How was that? Yeah. I invite you um, to do two things this week. Maybe in times of anxiety, you can begin with this breath prayer of God grant me the serenity. And then I invite you at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day to try this um, prayer.
prayer of Ignatian, this prayer of examine. There's like five apps you can download if you can't remember how to do it. Um, this exam is lovely because it can you can rate your day overall and you can look back at the pattern of your day and sort of see the highs and lows. Um, it's lovely. So I encourage you this week to try something new. Um, not as a way that's going to combat anxiety immediately. The breath prayer might do that, you know. But as a way to get at the root, or rather to plant something firm into the foundation of God. So go forth this week knowing whose you are and where you come from. Amen.